right, everybody, we are back for the second podcast in the Dynasty Fuckboys podcast coming at you live with Siggy. How's it going, Siggy? Oh, I'm great. I'm ready to talk post-draft. I feel like a lot of exciting things happened in our own league, and I can't wait to break it down and later hear the the backlash from all our league mates. It's it's good to know that we have a, at least a couple people listening to this, so we're not just talking into into the internet cosmos. <laughs> For sure, and I feel like the more shit we talk about everyone's team, the more we can advertise that to everybody else in the league, and then everybody will just listen. And then True. we can really get some banter going up. I know our group me is pretty active as it is, but this would just really shake things up if everybody tuned in, if we were talking bad about someone's team or we were talking good things about somebody's team that people wouldn't expect. So I'm ready to get into it. I feel like there's a lot that there could be a lot of that that goes on. Definitely, definitely a very contentious podcast. Yes, I would agree. All right. Well, in this podcast, which, uh, by the way, we are now sponsored by Sleeper. Uh, is it is it illegal to say that we're sponsored by somebody who's not actively sponsoring us? No, no, we're we're sponsored by them. All right, the well, real deal. <laughs> let me start over. Welcome to the Dynasty Fuckboys podcast presented by Sleeper App. Sleeper there we App. Go. We're better than ESPN. <laughs> they really are. Sleeper just it continues to blow. I think everybody's mind in our league. And I don't. Are you even in an ESPN league this year? Now yeah, I'm in five yeah, leagues. So uh, sadly, uh, I am my work league. They, I tried to get in on Sleeper. They've been doing it on ESPN for so long. They're all older, and gotcha. couldn't get them to swing it. But it's okay. They, they updated the app and they somehow made it worse. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> um, they've given up. They've mailed it in. Yeah, on updating the app at all. I think they're all they're putting all their attention into their fantasy shows, which, by the way, are also. <laughs> Very boring and bad. The, puppets, um, the fucking puppets with Matthew Barry. Oh I don't God. understand who, who, what executive, like somebody who's paid probably millions of dollars, approve that. And they're like, you know what? That's that's good content. Put that on. I'm I'm still like curious about the guy with all the tattoos. I'm, I'm wondering what his background is. Like, I mean, I understand that's kind of his character, you know, but sure, I'm still. Bro. Yeah, I'm still very confused about where he came from. Was he hired on ESPN before, and they they just liked him? Maybe hey, a, like in a trial weird. run? Because I actually okay. have an answer. I actually have oh. an answer for this. You know, Matthew Barry will send out like those. Whenever we had leagues on ESPN, I'd read Matthew Barry's like you know projections for this week, just so I can give you know a little bit of positivity to whatever I'm not feeling good about sure. on my roster, even if it's fucking Matthew Barry's advice, like. <laughs> <laughs> any any confirmation bias I will take. Um, but they basically went in. It was like a Veterans Day, I think. And apparently he served, like, and I think the Navy, actually. Like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, in, like, the radar area. And that's why they oh. called him Secret Squirrel. Like, apparently that's, like, a military term or something. But somehow or another, he got an internship at ESPN and then just kind of blossomed oh, his career wow. to being the co-host of Matthew Berry's fantasy podcast if you can brag about that but <laughs> well um, respect to him for sure oh yeah the grind so show not so much but respect to respect to him for sure no doubt um All right, i'm glad you that demonetize us if we keep talking about espn I, that's I, fair I, I that's, realize that 
<laughs> let's move let's move on into and get into the podcast and we got a lot to break down a lot of changes that were made yeah kind of Kind of wanted to start off like you know I think what we're going to go off on this podcast is uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the last podcast. Uh, we'll go over the draft, of course. This is the post draft podcast, and then we're going to finish it up with a week one preview. And this is what we're going to do every week uh, for the next sixteen weeks, I guess. Yeah, uh, just do like no, a week weekly 17. preview, kind of shit talk a little bit, get some get some shit talking going in the league, and just you know just have a good time talking about fantasy. Yeah. I feel like some hot takes are already in the making for week one, so I'm I'm excited to get to that. But definitely um, a lot that happened during the draft, for sure, even before the draft, you know? Yes, exactly. It's there's a there's a lot going on right now, and it's finally like you can you can feel it. People are starting to get ready. It's a week away. Like it, it feels like we wait so long playing Dynasty that it feels like it's still forever away. Like it's gonna take until I see the first snap to like realize right. that it's actually like a week away and it's here. <laughs> yeah, same for me too. And I, you know, there's some preseason games going on, but I feel like because of where we drafted our inaugural draft, it seems like we've been in this league for years. But this is just a year two, and uh, yeah. it's. I feel like it's already been super hectic, insane. And I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to win it this year. I mean, obviously we had, we talked about in the last episode, the, you know, the expectations that we thought would happen during everybody's playoff run. And then what actually happened and Justin coming away as a champion, despite his record being under 500. And so, I mean, we could be, this is my 10th year of of fantasy and it's, it's anybody's game every season. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Uh, But Going over like a, a recap, I mean, you know, NDL, obviously, if I think we should, honestly, it's probably going to be mostly just people from our league listening to this. I kind of came to that realization when I was listening to it. <laughs> if people start catching on and they love it, I'm all for it. But this podcast is for you. This is for the boys. This is for the NDL boys, for sure, as Taylor Wong would state. This so you is know for what? the boys. If you, if you don't know the NDL set up by now, you – you are probably going to be in last place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, agree. Well, you know, despite or you know, moving on from like the overview of the league, I was just going to say there was like a lot of things that happened before the draft. That I feel like we should just talk about and like hear our thoughts between it because we've kind of like mentioned it a little bit in our chat, but I feel like there we can kind of expand on it a little bit more. Oh yeah, uh, a lot. A lot has happened. What did you have in mind exactly? So What's I the think, first thing that came to your mind? I mean, I guess the first thing when I think about this draft isn't any selection, isn't the crazy amount of picks Jeffrey has in the second, which we'll expand on that later, but it's the trade that was made beforehand, which I was trying to be a part of that trade, but I was denied. One. But the Juju Smith-Schuster trade heading the Tanner's team and Kenny picking up pick number one and number four. And Christian Kirk, who he already had, but now has again. Um, <laughs> which we maybe, talked about in the last, which yeah, was yeah. a bad trade. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, maybe now it's a better time to have him. So he's got him. But essentially it was just for – it was Juju for Josh Jacobs, Tariq Cohen, and Christian Kirk. You know, that really shook up the draft to start. You have to really for, – for me, you know, I had a couple picks early in the first round. And when Tanner's picking, I'm thinking he's going to pick somebody else compared to when Kenny was. But yeah. I think – I was super upset that I didn't get Juju of my own, 
but nonetheless, yes. I think I picked up some pretty good players. And if I knew he was on the market for that, I would have tried to shoot an offer <laughs> over as well. But I, and actually, I don't. Based off of who he picked, I don't hate this trade for him in his position as like bottom of the league. But he put Tanner in a place where he went from last in the league, tenth place last year, to I mean, I'd put him right in the middle of the pack now. He, he made a lot of moves that worked out in his favor, and uh, I didn't think he knew what he was doing at the time, but. Every, a lot of things have played out well for him. I mean, he makes he makes his mistakes just like all of us do, but the, he hasn't made that many on these draft picks and trading them because he traded a lot for those picks and he traded those picks for a lot. Yeah, and he had more and he really beefed up this team with a few moves. You know, he really looking forward to the 2020 draft, which most of us are probably not looking forward yeah. to it as much, just because we did. We, well, just because we're 11 keeper league, you know, we kind of. We have our nine to ten guys that we really like, and we'll probably like next year. But yeah, I mean Tanner, I was kind of surprised that he traded his picks. To be honest, we talked about like how potentially that was like a match made in heaven, and it's funny that it worked out. But I was honestly kind of surprised because I feel like forever Tanner's just really been holding out on these picks. He really wanted to draft, but when you know Jacobs and Montgomery are like the top two guys, and you already put yourself in a position with your running backs then, you know, it makes sense for both parties. It really does. And, yeah, that kind of makes me want to go into it because if you remember, this is a project. This was a prediction that we made on the last podcast. Oh, yeah. We were going over it. And Tanner, yeah. after he listened to it, he he, he sent an app to, <laughs> to Kenny, and he was like, this trade that I talked about, and that's, I mean – we we kind of predicted that. I, I will I will say that we we predicted that. Yeah, I mean we essentially helped both their teams. Imagine if there was no podcast for our own fantasy league, you guys would probably be in different positions right now. You know, Kenny would you're probably welcome. still have Juju. Yeah, you're welcome. Is what I'm saying. Both of you guys, you're now in position to potentially make a playoff run this year after both you guys missed it last year. And I know I, I feel like especially Tanner who was quote-unquote tanking i don't know if he was doing that from the beginning but you know i feel like tanner has really put himself in a position to maybe get one of those six spots that are up and yeah. maybe even push somebody out i mean i think his team's that good this year it's he definitely and we kind of put him in that category um at the end of the last podcast but it's looking a little bit more real now yeah yeah, I would I would say so too, especially after the draft. Um, do you want to dive into everybody's team and just kind of go through like what improvements they made in when they were drafting? Because Tanner didn't have a lot of picks, obviously, uh, because yeah. he traded so many. I mean, his first pick was in the fourth round. I, I mean, it worked out for him, but man, I mean, his bench is Ooh. is terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so Tanner went and picked. He had a Oh, his, actually, his first pick was the fifth run. The <laughs> first guy he grabbed was Naheem Hines, if that tells you who was kind of left. Because remember, this is a rookie free agent left draft. So not a yeah. lot of names left. Bottom of the, the barrel. Round. Yeah. So pass catching running back Naheem Hines, Deshaun Hamilton, Robert Foster, Deion Kane, Kenny Stills, and Cody Latimer. I mean, really kind of just taking all them. wide receiver threes and fours. <laughs> Yeah, just like taking a flyer on everybody, really. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what he's doing at this point. But I think because he did solidify his roster so well 
with that trade. It definitely helped. Um, do you feel like for Tanner that he he's going to have some depth issues? I mean, he calls himself, you know, the waiver king. Do we feel like Tanner's the waiver king one? And if if just based on your answer, how far do we think Tanner, like, what's his ceiling? This year? Yeah. His ceiling, I mean, I, mean, I guess I'd be saying I was wrong. Uh, when I first started this podcast saying that anything can happen because he could fuck around and win it. I mean, (laughs) we saw a team that had, I mean, I'm just saying statistically there is a non-zero chance that he wins the league. Realistically (laughs) thinking though, five makes the playoffs, loses in the wild card game, keeps building, but this is not his championship year by any means. Right. He's got, well, and he's got a lot of picks next year, which will definitely help. Um, depending on who comes out. I don't know if there's going to be any like solidified rookies at the top, but yeah, there maybe should two. be a couple. I mean, there should be a couple that you can definitely go for. But whoever the one the one, one is, and maybe even the 1-2, I think it could be significant. I don't know what picks he has for 2020. But, yeah, I mean, I was, I'm sure Tanner was pretty bored during this because <laughs> he didn't pick till round five like he like we were saying. <laughs> but, yeah, and he's he has been – I remember he was dogging – our friend Kyle pretty bad for every single pick he made because he somehow locked up every single handcuff in, and I, in the league. Well, I actually like, I actually kind of like the move. Um, you know, he, he went for guys who there's a shaky situation, running back situation or handcuffs that have a starter in front of them who has an injury history. You know, he got Alexander Mattinson. who's the backup for Dalvin cook. who's had an injury history. Uh, good reports about Darwin Thomas and Kansas City. You know, we don't know what Damian Williams is going to be. Is he going to be the guy all year long? Yeah, I'm sure. You know, everybody in this league has heard it repeatedly that is he going to be the guy all year long, or is someone going to take it take it over? Is it going to be a running back by committee? You know, then he gets Mike Davis, who's still somewhere <laughs> in that equation in the Bears yeah. running back after taking David Montgomery with the second pick. Mm-hmm. So. He's got two of those three guys. And so Malcolm Brown, Justin Jackson, I mean, those are, I mean, all handcuffs, like you said. But all handcuff king. But it could work out in his favor. Now, if for some reason all those starters, you know, they they do start, they do play well, then they're kind of all just going to be pointless. <laughs> and your depth is looking a little bit skinnier. But um, I like I like the strategy behind it for sure. Very boom bust kind of situation like and he's in a good position where he's always gonna since he has like you know he came into a pretty bad team um you know in the power rankings on fantasy pros however much stock you put into those always put him at the bottom so he's gonna probably have one of the best waiver positions all the first crucial weeks so he could you know he could land i mean who knows we see it every year one guy who just blows up and explodes the first year, and hopefully he's on the waivers and he can snag him up. But waivers are probably going to be pretty thin in this league. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, if he gets somebody like a, a, a James Conner last year, which that was exactly. super rare to happen. But you know, with, I mean, with Henry Kareem and Hunt, it, it top, happens a it lot. Happen. Yeah, yeah, it could de- very well happen. Um, so just picking up all those guys, it it could work out in his favor, and he could have just drafted the next. RB1 for next season, who could go round one. We never know. You know, we just, we have no idea. We don't know what, like, the Malcolm Brown one, I, I, 
I really like that one because I feel like a lot of people are going after Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Which Daryl Henderson's fine, but I feel like from what I've heard just on other fantasy podcasts is that Malcolm Brown's still the backup behind Gurley. And I feel like people are kind of selling him short a little bit. But, you know, he was signed to an offer sheet by the Lions and the Rams were, were they wanted to match it. So, I mean, I think they value him somewhat and at least yeah. want to give him a chance if Gurley goes out. I think so, too. I mean, and he, he finished it off okay. Uh, David Moore, Muhammad Sanu, he could do something good. Justin Tucker didn't take a defense. He'll probably drop some of those for – or one of those for that. But right after him, this is my favorite one to talk about because this was the, the craziest draft strategy oh, I've ever seen. <laughs> the Jeffrey's domination of the second round. Um, I And I, I'll go through all his picks first, and then we'll kind of break them down. Um, okay. Because one of them's very worth breaking down. Okay. okay. First pick, Nikhil Harry. Had a big wide receiver issue. Maybe not this year, but this guy is going to – he's going to do good. Um, but let me run through all these. Oh. Andrew Luck. We'll go uh, back uh, to that in a second. Lots to say about that run uh. pick. Um, A.J. Brown, Paris Campbell, T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Kyler Murray – Kind of worked out. Um, Marquez Val, oh, MVS, McCole yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hardman, Justice Hill. Uh, definitely won the draft based off what he needed to do. Locked up a lot of wide receivers, but man, the Andrew Luck pick that just fucking sucks. Retiring on you. Yeah, and. You know, like, looking at his draft, well, he definitely got a lot of upside with the receivers. I mean, I think that's what he's looking for, rookie receivers with upside. Um, I know a lot of people are still hurting from the Miko Hardman one because everyone thought he was going to be a big uh, a big player in the Chiefs offense, which he still might. But, exactly. you know, obviously Tyreek Hill will be there. But I was going to say that, so Kyler Murray is, like, interesting, right? Because I, I was kind of assuming that he was going to go a little bit later. And Jeffrey was just like, well, let me just snag him with one of my picks. I don't have any any left essentially after this. And it really, really helped him out because he dropped out. Yeah, he dropped all his other. He dropped um, or no? Did he, I think he kept Drew Brees? He kept Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean, like replacing one quarterback with at least someone who looks like he's going to be competent. Obviously, he's a rookie, so we don't know, but looks like he'll be competent. I mean, yeah. it looks. At you know, first glance, you think maybe that's a reach, but it kind of worked out in his favor as good insurance. And plus, like Jeffrey didn't have any picks later on down the road. His his team was full by the third yeah. round. Oh, I so bench wise, he's got a good bench. It's a lot of rookies. Um, yeah. I don't know about this year, but a lot. Of, I mean, who knows how many of those could like rise up and you know, really shock somebody, and then those are a keeper next year. Yeah, MVS, could, you know, is definitely an interesting one. I think first yeah. year. I mean, not first year. a lot of hype around him right now. Yeah. So we'll I see like the, what. I like the tight end picks. I don't think he kept yeah. the tight end. Um, he picked O.J. Howard. Okay. Well, O.J. Howard, I guess he has some injury issues. So, you know, Hawk and Fant growing behind him. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I just, why not just grab both of them? Best yeah. tight ends. So. Now, I guess this is pretty a top. This is a pretty top heavy. I think the rest of the drafts aren't nearly. Yours is interesting, but the rest of the drafts aren't nearly as, like, big as these first four, I feel like. Especially, like, Tanner trading away, but Jeffrey and Kenny. And Kenny was the next one, but he actually went first overall with Josh Jacobs, obviously. Um, Definitely, like, the 
you know, highest potential player on the board by any yeah. like day one starter. I feel like, I mean, hopefully, I guess we haven't seen him, <laughs> you know, play 25 snaps in a game, but definitely who anybody would have taken first round with these. Yeah. People. I think draft draft capital being the only first round running back. I think he's a, he's probably a lock to start. We yeah. don't know how good he'll be, but definitely a week to work at least the first few weeks. Yeah, after the, after that he went Tarek Cohen, Curtis Samuel, Damian Harris, Anthony Miller, Jalen Samuels, Marquise Brown, pretty good steal on the six, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Travis Benjamin, Rex Burkhead. I didn't even know he still was in the league. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, pretty good draft overall. So the Curtis Samuel one's interesting, right, because he traded Mike Williams for the first-round pick. And oh, I'd rather have Curtis Mike Samuel. Williams. Oh, I know. Uh, and I'm surprised Kenny did, you know, being a Chargers fan. But, you know, maybe he sees a high potential in Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel was drafted pretty high when he when he was drafted by the Panthers. So, you know, there there's potential well, upside there. I just don't know if it's going to be higher than Mike Williams. I think he made that trade before he made the trade with Tanner. So at the time, he was just desperate right. to try to get one of these running backs. Um, but all four would have been gone probably still. Unless right. Tanner took a wide receiver or something, but so I think he'll regret that one. But he got a lot of value back, I guess, for Juju um, enough value back to make it not like a terrible trade. I definitely think Tanner won it. But kind of it, I'll look at you played Kenny Week One. I'm just kind of looking at his team right now. I feel like he's kind of in the category with with Jeffrey, where you're just not you don't possess that top tier wide receiver, and he's going against your team, which <laughs> has two of the what top seven receivers in the league yeah. top five so that category is going to be kind of tough for him but i think you know lamar jackson we his running ability helps and if jacobs and cohen can do their thing and you know get some help maybe somewhere else i think he, he can be okay i think he could surprise some people for sure yeah i i think he can definitely surprise some people um Another person I'm kind of interested in, I think he will surprise because he's a little sneaky, is the, the next person, which is Andre. Yeah. He, his team could go either way. Um, he kind of came in. He, he trades a lot, makes a lot of big, big moves for his team. Um, so I'm interested to see how that plays out this this year. I mean, he had a pretty 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 good draft, I think. I mean, he it's not as like big as you know Kenny or Jeffries, but... Ryan Royce Freeman, potential starter if Philip Lindsay doesn't play, or if they kind of start easing in Royce. I know he had a rough start to last yeah. year with some injury issues and stuff. Kind of let Philip Lindsay just take over because he was, you know, ride the hot hand, how, how they say. Right. Um, taking DD, I think was not a bad move. He could he could be the receiver, wide receiver one there. And so I think that was a pretty good value yeah. just being in this rookie free agent class. And then he. Took a couple quarterbacks, took some flyers on some tight ends, uh, took some potential and maybe Devin Singletary if he wins out the 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 situation of all the old running backs there with yeah. uh, McCoy, Shady, and Frank Gore. So you know he could potentially be something down the down the line there. Peyton Barber's a starter, so you know like you said, Andre's really sneaky. You know he is a guy who's returning this year after making the playoffs in his first year, even though he came on late. And inherited the team, so and he's got some good running backs. I think you know Melvin obviously will be a big. I think he'll be fine too. Yeah, I think that's a big 
indicator of like how his team, how well his team could do. Exactly. Yeah, it could go either way, and really a lot of it has to do with Melvin's decision. Yeah, but he did get Eckler, or he does have Eckler as a backup. Yeah, yeah. very smart. Yeah. Great handcuff to have. Probably the number one handcuff to have, oh, yeah. honestly, right now. For sure. We've seen him produce. Um, definitely, definitely good pick. I mean, I'm kind of besides yours. I'm excited to talk about yours, but like, I had a very vanilla draft. I feel like a lot of us had vanilla drafts. Well, everybody traded all their picks away, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did. I mean, because like, let's let's go into Vlad's. Like, what do you think? I mean, what, what stands out to you on on Vlad's team? Yeah, so Vlad kind of just he kind of just took some shots, right? Um, yeah, you know, that's a, all you can do. Couple, receiving running backs there he didn't have any he had one second round pick in the first three rounds um you know took hakeem butler right before the news dropped about his injury so that kind of sucked that, that was rough uh, that was like 12 minutes before and i think legitimately 12 minutes before man i didn't even realize it was that close i think yeah, i for i was vlad, like live seeing it <laughs> oh gosh well i think for vlad his team was already stacked uh, we don't know how Jared Cook will be a tight end, so he grabbed Delaney Walker, who, you know, I know people are skeptical about Mariota, but I think Delaney Walker is like a good security blanket, regardless of who. He's the only consistent the thing yeah, on yeah. the Titans. And, and I'm a Titans fan. <laughs> well, and uh, I guess Daryl Henderson. Um, I don't remember who has Gurley. I think Adam has Gurley, right? But Adam does have Gurley, I believe. Um, he snagged Daryl Henderson, so, you know. Gurley has some more issues. I don't believe he does. Gurley is, I'm pretty sure. No, it's Adam. It is? Yeah, yeah, it is. Right, I see it now. (laughs) We have so many leagues we would never know. But, yeah, he does have Gurley. So I guess he kind of just snagged him with the thought of, you know, if he turns into James Conner 2.0, I got him again. So, (laughs) yeah, I think think he'll be fine. Um I like Daryl Henderson. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I think so, too. Not, I mean, like I said, his team was already stacked. Took a yeah, shot in the dark. Very, very good team. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to do the liberty of going over your team if you want to okay, tackle sure. on my team. Um, okay, yeah, so I will sit back and listen. Just... <laughs> I'll um, sit back and listen. Now, this first pick that you had, I love it. Tanner fucking hates it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got enough slack from him. I'm a big Miles Sanders believer. I don't think that he's as good as David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs, but I think that he's going to do a lot of stuff on this. Like, I think at three, that's a that's a fantastic pick, especially with the running backs that you already have. Right. I mean, and I, um, I was actually thinking about grabbing Josh Gordon here, but um, I'll let you continue. I was oh. just going to... I'm very glad that, that you waited because <laughs> yeah. you didn't you didn't pull a uh, a a Daniel Jones and you waited and you got the other guy that is gonna be there and that was Josh Gordon. Um, right after that, looks like you locked up Cam Newton. That was great. You got him back. You yeah. cut him and got him back, which is That's perfect. Cool. Yeah. So it's like an extra keeper almost. I mean, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Ito um, Smith. Good, good handcuff to have. Debo Samuel, I like him. He has a lot of room for, you know, open balls in San Francisco right now besides Kittle hogging whatever he hogs. Right. Mark Andrews, I have not been able to get him in a league because now the hype's starting to, like, set in. But I, he was like a sneaky sleeper that you got at the time. Yeah, I, 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 I really like, like him. 
I've heard like a lot of good things about him and just him having a little bit of a repertoire or a rapport, I should say, with Lamar Jackson last year. I was like, oh, why not? I mean, I have Ertz. You know, I, I tried to trade Ertz or, you know, I had a package in around Ertz for Juju Smith-Schuster, but it didn't, things didn't go my way. So yeah. I was, you know, I was going to kind of give up a lot and Mark Andrews would be a guy if, if for some reason I did move on from Ertz or did get hurt, I feel like he's a nice compliment there. You know, most people don't get two tight ends, but uh, I, I like the Andrews pick because a lot of upside. Well, thanks. I think uh, from there it kind of looks like shit, though. I, didn't, I, I mean, didn't yeah, everyone does after this. I mean, Cole Beasley, Josh Allen, Albert Wilson, New York Jets D, which is, which is a good defense to have. I think they're actually not that bad of a defense. Um, I just picked but, them because I like the team. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a defense. You can pick up, drop one, do whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. I um, don't I have the uh, I didn't have the defensive specialist Tanner talking in my ear when I was looking at defenses. So our defense, you know, uh, our dynasty defense correspondent Tanner Baxter. <laughs> For um, sure. Talk about vanilla. Um, I mean, Tony Pollard could work out, but you know, Adams Adams draft went Jamison Crowder, Jarek McKinnon. Tony Pollard, Austin Hooper, his boy, John Ross, Jamal Williams, Tom Brady, not bad that late, um, Ty Montgomery, and then Randall Cobb. I mean, who I can't, who stands out to you besides Tony? I mean, Tony's probably the big one. I can't believe Randall Cobb is going so late. I mean, I understand it. I just can't believe it. Yeah, that was actually it. a just steal looked, now that I'm looking yeah. at it. He could do a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I don't That's hate that pick. one. Um, I feel like that Jamal late, Williams, a lot, of, a lot of people don't talk about him. I mean, people are yeah, just hyping up Aaron Jones, but he's one injury Jamal away Williams, from being the starter. Yeah, and the Jared McKinnon one kind of sucks. Obviously, I like the Jameson Crowder one and the Ty Montgomery ones. I think they could work out. You know, maybe yeah, Ty Montgomery. Have they're their talking game. about him getting a lot of snaps. Yeah, and I, you know, being a running back, wide receiver type guy, he's he could definitely come in handy if they really work him a lot and don't just make Levy on the bell cow. But exactly. Um, well, at I mean, least he has Levy on too. I mean, he has Le'Veon, too, so if anything were to happen for some reason, that's he's actually not about the immediate even better pick. So, that. a little vanilla just because he didn't, again, he's someone else who didn't have a lot of picks until the beginning of the third round. Yeah. But, but I feel like he, he did a good job kind of filling out his roster, and yeah. I think the Tony Pollard one could really work out for him. I think his toughest thing this year is going to be depth. I mean, he's got a very top-heavy team, definitely the most top-heavy team. Like, amazing starters – Kind of lost a little bit of uh, momentum with the T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck loss. Um, sure. He had T.Y. Hilton, so there might be some regression there due to not having like a top five quarterback throwing to him. Um, or past top five quarterback, excuse me, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Andrew Luck, who was, who was like Tanner was in my ear about drafting him three or seven. And I just find that, I mean, I don't find it hilarious why Andrew Luck retired or that he did because I did like him as a quarterback, but I do find yeah. it like ironic. He was like pushing him on me. And I should have drafted <laughs> him and, and he's now, just gone now. Yeah. He has so. to eat crow. <laughs> so it worked out in my favor. Um, the next team coming up is your team, which I guess I will do the honors of dissecting it a little bit. You also didn't have too many picks. You, you didn't have any first or second rounders. And initially, you didn't have any third rounders after trading them in other trades throughout the season. But I feel like you got some like some good wild cards in there for sure. 
right? So you got I really like the Geronimo Allison one. I feel like you got him you got him in what, the fourth round? Yeah. And in this draft, like I feel like that's really good value there. Uh John Brown, Deshaun Jackson, I feel like those could be two really good ones as well. I mean John Brown is essentially the wide receiver one there. And Deshaun Jackson, you know, he he was a good receiver at the beginning of last year when him and Fitzpatrick were looking up a lot. So who's to say that him and Wentz might not? Exactly. Uh, so, and then Ronald Jones, like that's an interesting one. Obviously, I feel like you might have the same mindset. But for me, like when you draft him, I thought, oh well, maybe he thinks like they'll try to work him in. They drafted him pretty high. Exactly. That, that it was my mindset. So I don't believe I, in Peyton Barber at all. No. And. You know, like, he had his moments, but he's definitely, I don't think, going to be the future. And who nope. knows if Rojo will, but, like, it's it's nice to just, like, get him and see if he will be. So, I, I, you know, despite your lack of picks early on, I feel like you did a good job of, like, culminating the right type of, of flyers there that you could potentially add during, like, buys. Because your team is pretty stacked as well. So yeah, I was really just trying to fill any cracks. It's like... Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, you know when you when you eat a nice meal and then you, you eat a little bit of soup after, kind of fill in the cracks, you know, get a, get a nice sure, full yeah. stomach going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want it to be like a little over uncomfortably full. Exactly. But but exactly. not but not like super uncomfortably full. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So um, and then Andy Isabella, obviously you got him. I actually right dropped after. him. <laughs> oh, you did drop him. I oh. picked up uh, Crockett, the Lamar Miller. Who actually we haven't even talked about. I lost Lamar Miller this last Saturday I don't uh, you to an ACL much. tear. That yeah, he'll be sitting on my IR until I drop him probably next year because I'm going to just sit on yeah, him I was for say. no reason. Yeah, you can maybe try to. Well, I was going to say maybe if he's coming back healthy enough, maybe you could try to like trade him off to a team that needs a running back. I uh, yeah. But, yeah, like where is zero value for him probably. Yeah. I was like, where is his value really at now? Like, do the Texans even keep him after after that? Like, like do they maybe yeah, work on his He'll be 30 man? years old. He wasn't really, like, they'll probably be drafting somebody or trading for somebody in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. They said that they're happy with it, but I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> their, their running back position, besides Duke Johnson, is non-existent. Yeah. Well, and let's see. Who's, who got Duke Johnson? Are we we're on the final team here? We're on Justin? Oh. I think that's Justin a perfect that's him. a perfect segue into into Duke because Duke, well, for dropped. one yeah um, I dropped I traded Duke. him to you I traded them for a third and then I just I didn't like his situation I didn't like the hamstring I was gonna wait until he was traded I think I dropped him like two days three days before I needed to but I was like he's just not gonna get traded is he they really yeah. like him in this position until Kareem Hunt comes back and sure enough they did um, I okay. feel like I would have kept him over Kalen Balaj. Because now he's in a super good situation. Oh but, yeah, definitely would have kept him over. Over even if Kalen Balaj has a lot of hype, I think you know Duke Johnson's a he's a, he's their RB one. Yeah. So I would have kept him, but you know Justin Justin did a good job of like staying pat, not making any crazy trades. He, he had make, all his. He's picks. the only one that had yeah. all of his picks and no trades. The only yeah. one. And so what do you think about? About Justin's because he went he went a lot of uh, rookie receivers and then obviously got Duke. Yeah, I mean he has he has enough on his team to where it doesn't really he didn't really need this draft as much as other owners did. Yeah. Um, but Duke Johnson, great pickup, um, yeah. fantastic pickup. Um, that's another wide, that's another running back that he doesn't have to worry about. I mean the rest of them, DK Metcalf, 
I hate very, very high upside. You know, we will have to just wait and see on if he can actually run routes or if he just literally can run straight in a line and catch footballs <laughs> yeah. um, and show off his abs. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, dude's ripped. Don't well, blame him. Well, he lost, you know, he, like he got Kareem Hunt last year and then ended up losing him. And I, I mean, I guess he, he still has him, but ended up losing like the right type of situation yeah. that made him successful because of his off the field issues and then moving on to the Browns after the suspension. And then, so, you know, he didn't really have that like RB one that he initially thought, but because he's drafted so well, like last year, he drafted a lot of rookie running backs. Like he's still in good position uh, once again to defend his title. So I feel like, I feel like despite Justin not trading any picks, he, he did a really good job. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, he, he has a good team. He won the league last year. Obviously, so I mean, he's. I, th- I think it was a good draft. I, I was happy with it. I, I think Duke Johnson is definitely the winner on that out of those picks. Yeah. And honestly, that was sure. Duke Johnson. I think he would have. This trade must have happened while we were drafting because he would have gone before Royce Freeman. He would have gone before Tarek Cohen. I think. Yeah, maybe. I think he did. I um, Josh Gordon, Nikhil Harry, D.D. Westbrook, a lot of these people would have taken Duke Johnson over him. I think he got lucky with the timing of that trade. Yeah. I think Andre would have taken him. He's a he's a Texans fan, so yeah. I feel like he probably would have taken him up there early in the in the what the sixth spot there. So Yeah, for sure. The yeah, great value. Timing really worked on his Yeah, for sure. In the second round, I mean he's you know, instantly in a running back one position. He could have probably went top five for sure. So Yeah, that's that's just an extra keeper. Like that's that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to kind of go over like the winners and the losers of the draft, and and the losers one was tough because there was nobody who just sucked. Like, I guess well, since I'm already on that topic, I mean, who who's your loser for the draft? And this is not meaning that they have a bad team or anything, but just they didn't do shit in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I guess just solely basing it off the draft. I mean, it's either I don't know, like. So, like, I love Jeffrey's draft, but, like, in terms of, like, drafting for, like, this year, you know, like, I don't feel like his receiver position got, like, extremely better. He definitely yeah. could have some assets to make a big trade. Yeah. And I feel like he definitely won just getting second round second round picks throughout. However, I feel like because, you know, there is not as much talent in a rookie free agent draft as there is, like, a startup draft. Exactly. You know, it doesn't mean as much. And so, like, yeah, he's definitely, like, prepared for what's to come. But, like, in terms of this year, trying to make the playoffs after missing last year, um, I wouldn't say he's, like, I don't want to say, like, he's a loser. I don't feel like really anyone lost the draft. But I would say, like, he's more prepared for the future rather than in 2019. Yeah. And I I, I kind of – I didn't write him down. But, you know, Tanner actually kind of said it best. He's, like, somehow Jeffrey found a way to win and lose the draft. In, in some ways, uh, I think he definitely won it more. He's who I had down for one of my winners oh, okay. um, just because of how much he did for the second round. But I think it kind of, you know, plays into what you said about you know, what Tanner said, because he kind of did. He won it and lost it in some ways. But I think overall, to me, I think he won it. I think the, the part where he loses is that he might have to drop a lot of these people. You can only keep 11. Yeah, I think like. Drafting Andrew Luck as your first pick in that second round, um, yeah, you know, I think that's kind of a just just a loss in general, just because he retired. Like he could have 
I don't, I'm trying to see, like, he pretty much had the whole second round, so it didn't really matter. But he could have maybe drafted somebody else like a Daryl Henderson to more rookie upside. And now he instead he drafted a retired player with his first second round pick. So <laughs> Yeah, that's that's It's rough. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it just sucks because that was yeah, a great yeah. pick until I would have even thought. I would have even thought maybe like he got MVS, he could have maybe win both Packers receiver and just see which one worked out. Yeah, just so, lock them up. Yeah, I mean, so you know, like Jeffrey looks prepared for the future, and I think he's gonna have a lot of assets because I do like the rookies he drafted. It's just gonna be like time in the making, really, for yeah. if if this really worked out for him, if this strategy really worked out. Well, I told you who one of my winners was. Who do you have? Did you have anybody written down as your as your winner of the draft? I, I feel like so for me, I feel like I feel like Kenny probably won because he did get, you know, he did fill spots that he needed. He did yeah. lose a huge asset in Juju, but he did gain big assets like at running back that he really even needed ten times more with Josh Jacobs, a starter, to Cohen, a PPR machine, yeah. who is going to be used in the offense. If Curtis Samuel works out, Anthony Miller, I feel like is kind of a sleeper as well. And if Marquise Brown becomes one of those receiver ones halfway through the season, he could be a steal getting him in the mm-hmm. six. So I feel like Kenny is probably like my, my winner. Um, because going into this draft, like you, with him having really no picks and, and then producing it into running backs and filling up space that you needed, I feel like that's a, that's a huge win for him. Yeah, he had, he had no picks until round four, and then he turned it into Josh Jacobs, Tarek Cohen, and that's that's that really helps out a team that's you know in the bottom four. Yeah. So I, I think you're you're dead on with that. Um, what, Is that who you, you had as well? I had him as my second person. I think I think Jeffrey won the draft in my opinion. Okay. Um, overall, I think Kenny filled the biggest biggest holes, but like as a draft overall, I mean. Finishing, I think he's going to have one of the better. He might not have picked like redraft good players all the time, yeah. but at least one of those people could show out and blow up, you know? Yeah. If not more, you know, who knows when you're going to have another. If, if he did this in 2017, he would be the best team in the league, you know? Like he would have yeah. Kamara and Kareem Hunt and all of sure. them. But, uh, you know, I it's feel not like a lot of these people we just kind of have to wait on because, you know, yeah. a lot of the. A lot of the rookies were drafted early on, so we're just gonna have to like kind of wait it out and I revisit so it. But um, just from, I mean, I personally like wasn't crazy about this draft and getting like a bunch of second round picks. I thought like the top seven, eight picks or so were kind of could be important, could really assist your team this year. But that's yeah. just like thinking from my from my sense, my perspective, where like Jeffrey, who's like trying to prepare for not, not only this year but also like the future. So he's not in that bottom four anymore. So exactly. You know, like I said, I don't think he's like that big, big of a loser. I just feel like compared to everybody else, he was kind of like safe. You said vanilla kind of, I feel like for him. Yeah. It's uh, a mess, you know, the whole yeah. draft was kind of like, uh, there was no losers. I don't think, I mean, I, I just wanted to like pick one for the sake of the podcast, but like, yeah. I, I think overall, like this is a, this is a safe space podcast. Uh, everyone did good. You all yeah. did great. You all get a participation trophy. <laughs> Do you feel like there was like a, a steal of the draft? Do you feel like that Duke Johnson was a steal? Or you know what? Like, I, I actually wrote down something different, but I think I wrote it down before I realized the position that he was in because Lamar Miller. Well, you know, he it didn't really – it wouldn't have been 
a top pick because you know what? Lamar Miller wasn't down when we drafted. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I feel like no, he wasn't I'm, hurt. I'm thinking. I don't feel like he drafted Duke Johnson thinking, oh, Lamar's hurt. Let me get him. I think he just drafted Duke Johnson thinking, oh, he's the pass catching running back for the Texans now. Well, I'm, I'm going to change mine up a little bit. I'm going to say overall, biggest steal, definitely Duke Johnson because he didn't even know he was going to be the number one running back on that team. But based off of ADP, uh, Marquise Brown in the six. Yeah. That's I mean, like, what I originally he, had written down. I mean, he's competing with, I don't know if he's back from injury for good, but he's competing with like Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts. Um, I think a third round receiver they drafted and Miles Boykin. So scary, scary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like definitely he could be pushed to the top, but and sixth round is great value. I feel like why not just take the shot on him, especially yeah. Kenny who lost Juju. I mean, like hopefully I don't think he's gonna be you know on the level Juju is, but hopefully he could be like an asset to the team, and maybe you flip him. Or he's a good flex spot or something. But you know the fact that he already has Lamar. And yeah, kind of seeing how that Ravens offense runs with it being a run first mentality, you know, we'll, I, we'll see, you know, we'll really see. I think he could be like the biggest deal, like you said. I mean, Kenny's all in on the Ravens. He's got Lamar Jackson. He's he's rolling. He's rolling with the Ravens. I, <laughs> I'm interested to see how it plays out. I mean, if they're an elite duo, I mean, those those quarterback to your wide receiver points are nice. Yeah, a good old extra ten point boost. Yeah. Uh, now, I had a biggest reach, too, and honestly, this one kind of worked out in his favor, um, but I thought Kyler Murray was going to go way later when I like too. Cam Newton and Matt Ryan, who were uh, – I'm actually – I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan and Cam Newton, that's, those are great quarterbacks. Those, those are probably going to be better than Kyler Murray immediately. If he's going for the future, maybe Kyler Murray. I mean, Matt Ryan was number two last year, and – yeah, I know he's wow. like getting a little bit older, but he was good last year. And I don't That's know, do you feel like the Falcons' offense that. improved? Because, you know, I mean, I it feel didn't like, get worse. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they just got, they're just healthy again. Second year of Ridley being in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you return everybody you except for Kevin Coleman. Yeah, so I don't know if Matt Ryan will be number two again, but I he definitely. Could be top five, top 10, easy. Yeah. I think he should have gone a little bit early, but, um, you know, again, like Jeffrey could have been looking towards the future more and while we might think it's a read, he might think, well, that's good value, especially like, again, we have to really put in perspective the fact that Jeffrey didn't have any picks remaining. Yeah. (laughs) He was was running out of people to pick. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, He was essentially just picking everybody he wanted in the second round, whoever he wanted. It didn't matter about value at that point. It just mattered about who I want. who's the best available and who helps out my team for now and in the future. So, you know, like sometimes it's just fun to buy into the hype. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like Kyler, like people have him. I, I saw him. He was a top 12 quarterback, which yeah. And, some, and for some people that's QB one. So exactly. If he's a QB one, I mean, it could be just a, one of the bigger steals. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I mean, it was cool watching, seven draft picks in a row <laughs> i've never yeah. seen that happen ever and probably never will again but i mean good for jeffrey um i think i'm interested to see how it plays out for his team i mean well, well he's got drew Brees too so if you know if Brees were to retire next year or something true speaking or, about quarterbacks how did um are you pretty happy about waiting on quarterbacks and dropping you know going into the oh. draft zero quarterbacks has it worked out for you 
Yeah, I'm extremely happy. I mean, I to be honest, so really early on in the draft process, you know, with the third pick and just drafting with you guys in other drafts, you know, I saw that Andre drafted Kyler in the rookie draft early on. So I was like, oh, like I kind of want Kyler as my quarterback. Should I draft him early on, like number three even? Because if I don't get him now, I might not get him at all. And then I was like, no, that's kind of ridiculous. Like I, I cut a quarterback who – has played in the NFL, won an MVP, has been good for fantasy. Why would I just cut one and then draft one really early on that I don't even know how he's going to perform? And also Miles Sanders, I'm a big fan of him too. He was just staring me in the face. So I think the fact that I was able to get Cam again has really worked out in my favor. But, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I was really happy getting Josh Allen too. I think I'm kind of high on him. I have him a couple leagues. And I feel like if anything were to happen in Cam, I'm cool with rolling out Josh Allen. So, yeah, I feel like that strategy worked out, at least for me. I don't know if anyone else had the same strategy. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think if anybody else dropped all their quarterbacks. I think it was just Well, I you. think Andre dropped Andrew Luck at the last minute, right? So maybe What a, what a genius move, I know. looking back. Some foresight there. I think he might have something, uh, maybe a little ESP cooking up in there <laughs> we in know New York. Sneaky. Yeah, we know he's sneaky. We know he's super sneaky, so he's got he's got some uh, connections. Somebody yeah. somebody gave him a hint on luck. Maybe luck I himself think so. gave him a hint. He might he may or may not have an inside source to Adam Schiff, <laughs> but I can neither confirm or deny that. And speaking of Andre, I'm super pissed that I wasn't in Nashville the weekend that he was in Nashville. Oh, I know. I was. I mean, this is a guy that we talk to every day now that I literally found on a a reddit forum <laughs> and and i mean awesome fucking dude I've, yeah i would like, say so too i've uh, awesome. never even met him but he seems like a really really cool dude and i'm glad that he's in our league he's he's our new york he's our only north well i guess we have adam up north in wisconsin um but he's only our, he's our only northeast guy yeah i would say like at some point we need to just meet up somewhere in the middle of all the states just yeah, get like I mean, a, a this is draft. a long term league. I mean, I, I think most of us are pretty checked, pretty bought into this for like the long run. I, mean, yeah. I think everyone is very happy with how it's going. I mean, everyone's very involved. This one definitely, probably top five in like <laughs> the top five percentile of active leagues. Like, yeah, I would say so too. Very active league. There's not a single taco. There's not a single person who just doesn't <laughs> ever write anything. We got rid of all the ones who did. Yeah. And replace yeah. them with people who talk. Um, and it, I love it that way. I, I do love too. it. It's like now, you guys are the only people I text besides, yeah. you know, our significant others. So that's exactly. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I talk to my fiance and a bunch of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of guys who play fantasy and are too serious about it. It's awesome. Wait. Hey, Siggy, I'm getting, a, I'm getting an update right now. Okay, this is great. This is great. So we have just accepted a sponsorship from White Claw. (laughs) They are now Uh, our official drink of the NDL podcast. Wow. White Claw, crack one open. (laughs) It only took two episodes. We already have two sponsors. Big sponsors. This is awesome. I grabbed a lime. Fuck. Oh, I messed up. Those aren't bad. No, man. That's, That's my least favorite one. I need a black cherry. Black cherries are my favorite for sure. Black cherry on a hot summer day, there is oh, oh yeah, there is nothing better. Yeah, just a yeah. six pack of them. 
Perfect. Again, that is the National Dynasty League podcast, or the Dynasty Fuckboys podcast. Excuse me, that White Claw's already getting to me. Sponsored <laughs> by White Claw. Covering the NDL National Dynasty League fantasy I mean, we're, football. We're killing it. I mean, it's our second podcast, and we already have locked down Sleeper and White Claw as loosely attached sponsors. <laughs> yeah, and they're, if we say loosely attached. Yeah, they're two companies on the rise, you know, really making their way into uh, the popularity uh, category for their respective industries. So I, like I feel like we're uh, we're on the right path here. This is working out in our favor. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Now, this is the part. Actually, I was more excited for the post-draft part of it. But after that was over, I'm really excited for these week one previews. Yeah, me too. I think this is where all the contention is going to be. I think everybody already knew how everybody drafted or we'd already had talked about it enough in the group me. But this the week one preview, this is where – all of the hard work, all of the waiver trades, everything culminates to week one. Yeah, I agree. And which which uh, which preview do you want to talk about, or which matchup would you like to preview initially? You know, let, let, let's let's just go through all of them. I, I want to kind of go over like uh, you know like match of the weeks or like upset alerts later, but I, I want to kind of dig in to like every single matchup and then kind of go from there but let's okay. let's just randomly i'm just going to scroll up and down and click on one let's do tanner and jeffrey okay this one's going to be fun two teams that didn't make the playoffs last year but oh, true this is the battle of the players who did not make the playoffs yeah but also two teams that have significantly changed from last year yeah two of the biggest uh you know, Tanner with his trades out of the draft and Geo with his trades into the draft. <laughs> kind of yeah. like a duality aspect to their teams. But looking at their starters and their matchups, uh, I mean Let me pull that let me pull that up here real quick. Tanner's team has significantly improved. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean looking at it it's just like that's not his team. But besides whew, his I mean, flexes I mean when did he get Sony Michelle? He drafted him last year, I'm pretty sure. Or he traded for him. I, I can't remember, but he got him. I think he actually might have traded for him. I think he traded Vlad for him. Uh, oh, wow. I know Long I traded time. him Rob Woods, which, you know, Rob Woods is consistent. Good thing to have on a team that was not very good last year. <laughs> his nickname for him, uh, wide receiver one. <laughs> All of his uh, names are Tanner Hot Takes. Yeah, seriously. Leonard Fournette uh-huh. out of your league, which is what he would say to anybody who tried to acquire Leonard Fournette. He would reply with one sentence and one sentence only, <laughs> out of your league. I thought he had the uh, the Bears defense. Oh, wait, he does. Oh, he's he not going to start them week one? <laughs> I guess he doesn't want any of the smoke against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's fair. Um, looking at his roster, I mean, do you feel like – okay, so right now it's a sleeper. You know, they give us a percentage of what the – the win percentages going into the matchup. Tanner has a 79% chance of winning right now over Jeff's team. Obviously, Jeff is lacking a lot of receivers, but and that's what's at, telling Jeffrey's team. Yeah, I was gonna say because his running backs are awesome. Well, I mean, if we get Derrick Henry week 14 through 17, they're awesome. Yeah, but no. 
I mean, Saquon can probably carry some of the team as the rest of the the rest of the team just kind of does their part. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, a I mean, the la- the lowest he scored last year was 18. He averaged, what, like 25 points a game? He had a couple over 30. I think he had one over 40. I mean, I regret anybody, him. Yeah, that could swing any team to a win. Um, but just like going down them quick, like starters for Tanner, Baker Mayfield, Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle. I called Sony Michael for the longest time until I heard somebody say <laughs> it. Michelle, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, the big trade. Tyler Boyd, a great starter with AJ Green out for the indefinite future. Uh, we saw Tyler Boyd blow up last year. I mean, yeah, thousand yard uh, receiver. We already talked about Robert Woods, Evan Ingram, pretty good. Uh, Dante Pettis, I, I like Dante Pettis a lot. I think he is going to be the number one receiver over there. I just don't know how Garoppolo is going to do this year. Yeah. Kind of seems like he might have gotten paid a lot of money for not doing that much. <laughs> yeah, struggling a little bit coming off the ACL tear, but um, yeah, you know, we'll see. Maybe yeah. it doesn't hinder Pettit too much. You know, he also has Cortland Sutton, which is another kind of Dante Pettis flyer. He, probably the wide receiver two there behind Man Sanders that could groom him into the wide receiver one, but nonetheless, the starter. He had his moments last year, and so now hopefully it's more about, like, volume of work rather yeah. than just, like, scarce getting in with DT and Man Sanders both being there last year. For a team that was in last place last year, this is a good lineup. Yeah. This is a very damn good so. lineup. Yeah. Some people would be very jealous of this lineup. Yeah, I think so, too, and I think a lot of people wouldn't believe that he came in last place last year. But no, not if they saw this team now. I mean, but Jeffrey seems not anything really to be trifled with with those with the running backs that he's running. I mean, Drew Brees always going to be consistent. Then he has Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley. Now, if the Titans can figure out how to fucking give him 25 carries a game, I don't know why that's so hard to do. <laughs> Derrick Henry will be a top 10 running back. He has that ability. We've seen it. We saw it last year. They just don't feed him the ball. Yeah, they so paid too much for Dion. So yes, we I feel did. like they feel obligated to play him more. And yeah. I feel like Dion just had that one good year in the Patriot system. Yeah. And, and Jeffrey has Dion too. So oh, that well, backfield that he is locked up. So I think like his receivers are kind of the scariest. You know, you add MBS, who's still a wild card at this point, could be more. Yeah. Larry Fitz, who is getting up there in age, but, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. So. He could have his moments as well. And then Corey Davis, if, you know, that kind of hinges on again, if the Titans figure out how to use him, they drafted a number five in the NFL draft. So I'm sure they're trying to do whatever they can to figure him out as well. For sure. It just seems like they're just, I think the quarterback situation has more to do with it. And then Corey Davis kind of being a little injury prone there, but quarterback situation probably mostly that's affecting him. Yeah, yeah not good. And let's see, he's got OJ Howard. Tevin Coleman, Quincy Inouye. So O.J. Howard could be a really good one if he can stay healthy as well. And then, you know, Coleman, Coleman's kind of in a good spot now. I feel like Coleman's kind of a a good flex to have right now with McKinnon being I like hurt, that. like post-ACL post injury. Yeah. So. No, good running back core for sure. And finish it off, he's got Quincy Inouye and Harrison Butker. No defense yet, but... That's because yeah. he hasn't decided who to drop yet. He kind of lucked out on his Andrew Luck because it gave him a room to pick up a kicker. Uh, yeah, seriously. Now yeah. it's just you know, maybe hope for something unfortunate to have somebody else to make the decision easier or 
make a big time splash with a trade with all those rookie assets, but nonetheless, now, it should be interesting. Now, what's your prediction for this game? Who's who's going to start out one and zero? Who's going to start out zero and one? Out of the people who didn't make the playoffs last year. Man, so I mean, I guess you know, on paper, looking at it, I have to go with Tanner's team, but I don't think the win percentage should be as much as it is, 79-21. I it's think a it's little be skewed fun. because he doesn't have a defense in. Well, I guess that's true. Okay, so maybe I feel like it should be more like 60-40. For sure. For sure. With Jeffrey having upside, depending on if, like, MBS does better, because he obviously is not projected much. And Quincy, a new one, if he does better, he's not projected much. But I think, you know, I'm kind of biased because I'm a Jets fan, but I think Sam Darnold's going to have a big year. But the big thing about the Jets – Except for maybe the year that they had Devin Marshall go off. The big thing about the Jets is that they spread the ball out so much. So there can be some inconsistency at the wide receiver position. But if they use Definitely. him and Robbie Anderson in the right spot, you know, I, I, Jeffrey could pull off the upset. But I do think he's the underdog at this point right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would, I love Jeffrey, but, you know, I would have to go like 1-0. On Jeffrey. I love you, Jeffrey. Yeah. I I, I'm sorry, though. One, Tanner's probably going to win this one. I mean, I think Jeffrey's in like a a win now slash um, potential rebuild mode. He's got a lot of players that could be, you know, that are players that are going to take you to a championship. But he also has a lot of players that might not for a couple of years. So sure. for that one, I think we'll both agree we're going to give Tanner the dub. Now, yeah. I, I love this because I was going over all the matchups earlier, and they all have a storyline. You know, there's <laughs> there's an agenda for all of these. Yeah. Now. Tanner and Geoff, like I said, these are the two teams that play each other that didn't make the playoffs last year. So kind of like a you know a set the set the tone game. Now the next one, let's go over Justin and Kyle's Ooh, matchup. Well, I like this so one. this is, this is the champ versus guy who's never played. Exactly. And what's interesting enough is now let me see if they're both. Now Justin is missing a kicker, but right now Kyle is predicted to beat him. Now, it's only by two points, so the kicker will offset that, but a very close match. And this is a guy who came in ninth place versus the guy who came in first place. Yeah, and I think for Justin, you know, it was it could be a little dependent on how Adam Humphreys does. You know, Damian Williams, I think, will get the nod week one, but will he stay there? If he does, I'd really like the, the Patrick Mahomes-Damian Williams combo. Chubbs. A nice running back. I'm glad that he's probably glad he drafted. Yes. And so his receivers right now are Thielen, Adam Thielen, Adam Humphreys, a lot of Adams, and Alshon Jeffrey. So those are pretty decent receivers, I would say. And Joku, people continue to hype him up. Hopefully he can kind of break out this year a little bit more. And then Carryon Johnson and Kenyon Drake. So I love Carryon Johnson, another guy he drafted last year. But, you know, he's kind of. I feel like he's kind of in that Derrick Henry situation a little bit where they they don't know how to use him as well. Maybe they'll use him better yeah. this year. And Kenyon Drake, you know, he's a little bit banged up at the moment. So we'll see if Kenyon Drake stays in there. But I think I think Justin's got a really good team. He's obviously got great quarterbacks. And he's got some depth. I think Kareem Hunt, like, ultimately, like, still, despite him having Damian Williams, like, Kareem Hunt is a really good talent. And I think uh, following this year, you know, it could be a better situation situation for him. You know, potentially Justin could have Damian Williams and Kareem Hunt starting mm-hmm. on two teams. But just looking at this match, matchup, yeah, I uh, I think the receiver core, I feel like Kyle's got him beat a little bit there. Yeah, I, I 
This could go either way. This is a yeah. tough one. I, I'm excited to watch up. this one. Um, now, yeah, I mean, Kyle's got a good team. He's, he's turned it around a lot. I mean, yeah. these are all this, – this is a good team. This is not bad. This is not a ninth-place team. Both of our ninth and tenth-place teams have turned their rosters around, which is not easy to do. That's very impressive. Um, yeah. Kyle really inherited the bad teams. So, he like, did. looking at this team now, it's, it's pretty decent. Terrible team. Um, and it's it's good now. Now, now this is this is a good story. All these storylines, actually, now that I'm looking back over them, are worked out perfectly for the first week. Um, and we'll kind of go in order up the playoffs. But this is the battle of the wild card losers, Vlad and Andre. Oh, I didn't even realize this. Okay, this is yes. a good matchup. So well, both of these teams lost team. in the play-in round last year. Um, and I think Vlad has probably the best team in the league. I like, I mean, not to not to suck my own dick, but it's either me or him in my eyes. Um, yeah, I would agree. That's just agree, my but... opinion. But I mean, he's going up against Andre, who I've already said has a pretty good team. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Zeke, who I think is probably going to play. If he doesn't play the first six weeks, like they're talking about today, that could be a little tough for Vlad. I mean, that's a big chunk out of your team. But James Conner. I mean, and then his wide receivers, good God. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, OBJ, Mike Gosh. Evans is a flex. Uh, Cooper yeah. Cup is a flex. Like, I mean, he could be somebody's second best receiver on some of these teams. He's he could be some people's like, best receiver. Yeah, he's got Calvin Ridley there sitting on the bench. So he's definitely got some options. Eric uh, Cook has some hype. Lutz is a good kicker. Ravens is a great D. This is a good team. Yeah, I think so too, and I think so. It's funny because not only did they both lose in the first round last year, they they both are facing situations where their RB ones are in contract holdouts. So for oh. Andre, he's got Melvin Gordon, who oh my might R. Not play, yeah, but he's got he's got Austin Eckler. So Andre's team is Dak Prescott, Defon Day Freeman, Dalvin Cook, Will Fuller of Glass, Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Vance McDonald, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, uh, Mike Badgley, and the Eagles defense. Um, then has a couple of nice little bench spots with Mike Williams, Robbie Anderson, D.D. Westbrook. He's he's a deep team, very deep. Yeah, uh, this is, Murray, I'm realizing going over oh. this, like when you look at the lineup, how good some of these teams are. Yeah, so I, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, Vlad's going to, you know, he's probably going to win this one. But this, again, could be a toss-up. Who do you have for the last matchup, match oh, by the way? thank you. Okay. You know what? I, I'm i going to take the hot take. I'm going to I'm gonna give this game to Kyle. I'm going to give the Justin Ooh. versus Kyle game to Kyle, the, the ninth place. I I know Justin has a really good team, but um, and maybe it's just the underdog believer in me. But um, I'm going to go with the hot take because uh, that way if I, if I lose – Justin was already going to win anyway. That was the yeah. normal prediction. But if I win, I look like a genius. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the champ. You know, I'm not gonna doubt the champ that he Definitely is. Definitely a fair bet. Yeah, I like I actually like Damian Williams. I think that he can hold on to that role, especially if he plays like he did last year. Yeah. Um, receiver position scares me a little bit, maybe, but I feel like now having Duke Johnson can fill in for Kenny Drake if if they have to. Um, got a couple of receivers you could probably fill in. I like I I like the champ against the new guy, despite yeah. I, despite the fact I think it's going to be like extra close. Okay, so, well that's the first one that we've 
Well, we split on. You know, we were both one and zero for Tanner. We'll call it split. I got Kyle. You got Justin. Uh, now, Vlad and Andre. Are you taking the favorite? Or are you taking the underdog? So it's hard because, like, I feel like Zeke does make a big difference, despite the fact that uh, Vlad's got a really good team. You know, he could easily replace him, but, but he doesn't have a lot of running back depth. But can he? he? Yeah, I mean, like, can he? I mean, he's got Darius guys who we're still a little bit unsure about. Gio Bernard, Chris Thompson. There's not a lot of, like, running back spots to work with. Daryl Henderson is really solely as a backup. Yeah, his team is solely based on receivers. But, you know, at the same time, like, Vlad, like, or I'm sorry, Andre, you know, Eckler's not a guarantee. He could be splitting time with Justin Jackson. Will Fuller, he he's hard to trust just because he's always injured. He'll put up numbers for you, but he's always injured. And, sure. you know, Freeman Cook, they could, they're they a little injury prone. Although I think they'll be good as well. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I think I'm just going to I'm just gonna do the safe bet and go Vlad. But, okay. again, like another another game where I feel like the 73-27 is, is very overblown. I feel like it's another 60-40. Yeah. I, I did my part for the underdog. I'm going with Vlad, too. Okay. Um, I think I think with those receivers, he's going to be a threat to anybody. Um, he, he'll probably be favorited in in every game um, that he plays this year, at least most of them. Um, now another another great storyline, and it, it, it gets better each time. Um, battle of the defeated in the semifinals. So Gosh. third and fourth place. The yeah. uh, oh the consolation game. So the third place game yeah. repeated. It's fun uh, being on top for the whole year and then being outside the top three where you don't win any money. Yeah. Ooh, that fourth spot I love is that, more right? painful than the tenth spot. At least the tenth spot gets the first pick. Yeah, I mean, like, I man, I felt like I was doing really well. I was actually surprised. I, To be honest, I was a little surprised that, like, my team and being ha- having the one with the best record. Um, yeah, you blew up. Because there were there were a lot of times where I was like very iffy about my team, but I feel like my running back really carried the way. Um, and obviously, I'm probably going to pick myself here because I really do like my team. But man, I feel like this is like one of the toughest matchups I could have started off with because this team, like you said, is really top heavy. It's week one, obviously, so no buys coming to play here. And, and I'm still like kind of iffy of like what I'm going to do at my flex spot. You know, like do I want to do I want to start someone like Miles Sanders right off the bat? Um, yeah, or don't want to play somebody else there. So I, I mean, I, you you're know, rocking a good lineup though. Cam Newton, Camara, CMC. That's in redraft. That's the number two and three pick. Sometimes in your <laughs> leagues, Camara uh, goes first. But I mean, top two, top three running backs. That's gonna fucking destroy some people this year when they have good weeks on the same week. I mean, that could be fifty points just between the two of them. Yeah, I know. And I think like the cool thing is here is that um, they can kind of carry my team if they need to. And also that like my team is only going to get better with AJ green and golden Tate coming back later in the year. So God think, damn. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty Antonio Brown. I love Chris Godwin this year. I think he's going to blow up this year. You got juice and Jarvis Landry with Zach Ertz. I mean, that's like top three tight end. I mean, good flexes. I like James white a lot. Great kicker. I mean, the defense is playing uh, – who are they playing? Buffalo. Oh, okay. So, yeah. great start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I but think like, – you know, Don't take for granted that I'm playing against, like, a guy who has Russell Wilson, Gurley, 
Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones. T.Y. Hilton took a little bit of a hit, but nonetheless, T.Y. there. Yeah. Keenan Allen, an even better tight end and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And then AP and Jamison Crowder, Robbie Gold, Jaguars D. Well, although Jaguars D is playing KC week one, so maybe that works in my favor. It's going to be like I'm definitely not as confident as I felt like I was going into the first week of last year. So who who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking myself. I have to I have to take myself. You can go against me if you feel like Adam's going to beat me, but I, I think taking... this game is going to be solely decided on how well Adam's flexes do because y'all are pretty. I think he has the edge on you in a lot of places, but I think you kind of make up for that in the flex position because I mean, who wouldn't rather have? James White and Miles Sanders over Adrian Peterson and Jameson Crowder. I mean, that's yeah. an easy choice, but I mean, he's got, he's got better at all the wide receivers. He doesn't have you at running back, but he's got damn good running backs too. Yeah. Uh, so that's the tough part is it's really going to be close one. Um, I, I think you're going to win this matchup too. Um, just okay. because right, cool. I'm going with Kamara and McCaffrey. That's, that's scary, man. Like that's, that's a scary, scary combo to go up against. I mean, and you had you had Saquon for a time. Let's let's not talk about that this episode. You but. could have started Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey. <sighs> yeah, I'm an That's idiot. That's like I don't 85 know points. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm such a Saquon hater, um, but somehow I always end up looking like the guy who hates Saquon. So. Yeah. Not to rub yeah. it in, but I just realized now that I've been doing a couple of redraft leagues that that's one, two, three. Yeah, I know. I still think about that too, but um, you got a good team nonetheless. Fortunately, yeah. Fortunately, I have two guys that cured me a lot. You of, could have a Kenny lot of my gameplay. <laughs> hey, it seems on the come up, but yes, I, I know what you're saying. No, no star power there for sure. Um, the oh. final matchup here is you actually against Kenny. The storyline being here, the uh, I guess. What is the storyline here? So you came this in second. Is, you know, and I, I hate to like talk about my team, but this kind of just reminds me. I mean, this is the first week of college oh, football. What's right. the first thing that a powerhouse school schedules? The ter- terrible team. The cupcake game. Yeah. This is my cupcake <laughs> game. And oh. I sound really cocky saying this. Ooh. But and I'm probably gonna lose for being this cocky, but I mean I kinda I wrote down this as it's it's and I hate Alabama, but this is Alabama versus Alabama State. Oh, ouch. I am firing oh. shots at Kenny, mostly because I know he probably won't even listen to this podcast. He'll just say he did and hype it up. But I oh, I think sleeper. I'm going to destroy him. Sleeper kind of has that same thought, 92% to 8%. Okay. So you have – Confirmation bias is, like, legitimate. I mean, I'm going off of Sleeper's projections as 100% accurate. So your, your team is Jared Goff, David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Nuke, Mike Thomas, Amari Cooper, George Kittle, Chris Carson, Brandon Cooks, Greg Zerline, and the Cleveland Browns defense against his team, which, man, I think <laughs> you have the edge everywhere. Um, with Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, Tariq Cohen, Tyrell Williams, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Philip Lindsay, Jason Myers, and the Chargers defense, which he loves. Yeah, I think... You know, no, no offense to you, Kenny, but I am going to go with Cam. I feel like he's also the highest projected this week. Not that projections mean anything, but his team is just like full-on best player on each team, <laughs> or at least at their position on their respective team. So, yeah, your team's very, very stacked. I, I, I think you're going to win 
I'm I feeling say pretty good, and I'm going to yeah. feel a lot better after like having you know the worst thing is having all this hype and then losing the first week. Even if yeah. you win every game after that, there's nothing worse than losing the first game. You're like, this is it. I'm fucked. I'm going to lose every game. My team yeah, sucks. Hate, you start I making crazy trades. Yeah, you make crazy tra- trades just like you know based off assumption of the first week. So yeah, I got to make sure that I do lose that and not to go that route unless. You know, heaven forbid that I get injured somehow or something, or one of my guys gets injured, not me personally, but one of my star players gets injured. So, Going back over our predictions, we had both of us picking Tanner to beat Geoff. We had a split on Kyle and Justin. I picked Kyle. You picked Justin. Both of us picked Vlad. Both of us picked Siggy. And both of us picked me. Now... I'm interested to see how accurate we were if we're Nostradamus or if we're Skip Bayless and we don't know anything. Um, <laughs> now, looking at all of these, like who's the biggest potential upset? Now, a lot of these people, it's kind of hard to pick an upset as because they're kind of evenly matched based off their finishes last year. Um, yeah. But well, you know, when I say biggest, like upset alert, what what matchup comes to mind? I, I feel like the biggest like the biggest one would probably be Andre over Vlad. You know, I think Vlad okay. arguably has one of the best teams. Andre, like you said, is kind of sneaky. His team actually looks really good. Uh, maybe a couple question marks in a couple yeah. places. But, I mean, his team is pretty stacked as well. So I feel like it would be no surprise to me personally if Andre won. But I feel like just based on the point differential that they're starting them out at and the projections, I feel like Andre is probably my okay. pick for any upsets. Well, I guess I kind of spoiled mine earlier because I said I want Kyle. I, I don't want Kyle. I think Kyle has the chance upset to beat Justin. Justin. Yeah. Um, so Obviously, that's not the champ would be a huge upset. Yeah, and that's more because they're kind of evenly paced right now in terms of projections. But just to go from ninth place to beating the current, like dethroning the champion, um, that's that's pretty that's pretty big. So yeah. I, I would put him as my upset alert. Um, now, what's your what's your matchup of the week? Now that's that's the part that I'm excited for. I think that'll be kind of like our, our big one to to watch. Uh, the biggest one for at least for me to watch. I'll I'll say mine, and then I want you to say who you think. Um, now this one I picked solely off of because I think whoever wins this game, it's going to set the tone for the rest of their year because the jury's out on both of these teams. They could go either way. Uh, I put Jeffrey versus Tanner, the two teams that didn't make the playoffs. Like I mean, really, if you didn't make the playoffs, your biggest goal is to get out of that spot and get into the playoffs. Cause if you're in the playoffs, you're just three lucks away from winning it all. Yeah. You just have to win three games. It doesn't matter what you did beforehand, as long as you're in the playoffs. And so look at Justin, like he won six out of 13 games and he won yeah. the playoffs cause he won the last three games. And that's all that matters. Yeah. You don't yeah. need I, seven I, games to win you there. Yeah. You just got to get in there. It doesn't matter what seed you are. You know, yeah. I think they have as long as you have the right changes. matchup, Definitely yeah, have the biggest changes in their lineup, huge moves before and after the draft or, or during the draft. So, you know, whoever wins, this, it sets the tone for their season. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the probably the matchups of the week. I'm probably going to go in your upset matchup and Kyle and Justin. I'm interested to see how, I mean, obviously I think their lineups are pretty set for the most part. They might tinker a little bit, but I'm interested to see how like Kyle makes his debut into the league for sharing sure. this team. You know, constructing this team to how he wants it a little bit more 
didn't get to do the startup draft, obviously. And then taking on Justin's team, who is, you know, all about hype. The, the, the targets on Justin's back right now with him being the champ. Ooh. So I'm interested in just seeing how those two those two teams go at it week one. I think that's my favorite matchup. I'm going to be watching a lot, keeping my eyes on for sure. I'm I'm very excited for that one too. I uh, I, I like the I like a lot of these matchups. This is this is a great week one lineup. Um, we got really lucky with the randomization because these are these are these are all good. I mean, because I mean, think about if Kenny beats me, like I will never hear the end of that. Oh and gosh, they're yeah. both games start off at zero. I, mean, I know I was cocky earlier, but both games start off at zero, and we've seen it before. It can happen. Um, yeah, that would be upset of the century i think <laughs> oh man yeah for you to start off 0-1 would be pretty insane that i don't know if be... it's like and no offense to anybody but i don't know if it'd be crazier for you to start off 0-1 or for him to start off 1-0 <laughs> yeah, no that's i think that's a, a spot on like kenny in the top five of the league would be you know you know pretty crazy depending on his points for <laughs> he could have the 10th waiver pick who knows yeah but i think we might be getting a little crazy here i think yeah after. i think we're after the first hour, we start getting a little loop, <laughs> just lucid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because let's let's be honest, I'm I'm probably gonna beat him. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and, and, and I like his team name, Determination. He's gonna yeah, get I do back too. up. He's determined. He, he's he's shaping up his team. Just wait. This might be a rebuilding year to really unload on us in the next years to come. Yeah, but ass eating seasons probably gonna take the <laughs> ass eating season that's great um and that that was that's pretty much everything i want to talk about for our post draft week one preview podcast presented by sleeper and white claw loosely attached, loosely uh, attached. it's it's not illegal if it's loosely attached exactly that's the motto <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really excited I, I think the the weekly matchups I wasn't expecting to be my favorite part, but it kind of ended up being my favorite thing to go over. It's going to be even more exciting when we have more records to work with and playoff odds later on. Um, I'm very excited for that. Very excited to set a bunch of send a bunch of uh, dynasty rankings and uh, power rankings from fantasy pros because those always get people talking. It's it's kind of funny how people yeah. dismiss those and then they ask for them <laughs> at the beginning of each week. Yeah, I like the I like the the aspect of our league doing so many trades. So I'm think. I'm looking forward to see who is really, really out and about in the trading yeah. world you know, from the from the get go. We could see a trade beforehand. We never know. Yeah, you know? I think so. I'm gonna wait till a couple of weeks in because I've just I've I've had yeah. this team for so long and I've waited to see it culminate into something for so long that I'm I'm gonna wait a little bit to trade. But who knows? That could change week one if I lose. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna trade sure. everybody I'm, if I'm I lose. I'm to my best to stay out of the trading loop. <laughs> early on but it's so hard to resist especially when everyone's just really great so um we shall see i think i like that i have a 2020 first i don't know how how really anyone values that especially with all our yeah. teams we don't know how they're going to end up at the end of the season but i think you know that and maybe the fact that i have a couple guys who worked in my favor that i could use as assets you never know i could just try to get one big really good player to a team that needs a little bit more depth i don't know I'm going to try to stay out is what I'm saying. Everybody is zero and zero. Anything could happen. We got week one coming up a week from today, a week from now, Siggy, there will be football playing. There will be That's fantasy insane. points scoring. We will get to see how David Montgomery does, how Devontae Adams and Rogers perform under legitimately the worst coach possible 
ever that they could have. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how those receivers are for the Packers. We'll see how the Bears receivers are. You know, Allen Robinson bounce back here, maybe. Maybe, maybe I I'm kind of a little burned. Uh, he burned me last year, so I kind of avoided him in every draft that I could yeah, this yeah. year. But I think this that means that he's probably going to blow up since I'm avoiding him. That's usually <laughs> how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah September fifth. It's so close. Yeah, this time. So we're recording this what Thursday, August twenty yep. ninth. So this time next week will be September fifth. Oh yeah, the Packers and the Bears. I'll be ready ready to get married the next day. It's gonna Woo-hoo. be a good Thursday. That is gonna be a good Thursday. It's gonna be a good I'll Thursday. I'll be giving you Football updates Thursday. throughout. I will be I'll be texting you. Hey Siggy, you're up by fifty. Or hey Siggy, you're losing. You might need to start trading people. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Well, the Sunday and Monday, I think it's what's really gonna hurt me. I think I'll catch the Thursday game, but I don't have any guys playing. So yeah, we'll see. You know, Should it's just be. gonna be kind of blindly going into those matchups. That week one matchup for sure. Exactly. And then uh, after that, um, I will be joined by some new voices. I'll keep that a mystery for anybody who doesn't already know. Um, Siggy will be in Bali, Indonesia. Ooh, that's going to be crazy. And <laughs> I don't know what kind of reception. A there. guest or two, maybe. Ooh. On the podcast to kind of, I don't know if you can really fill Siggy's shoes. They're big shoes to fill, but I think <laughs> I think they'll do a really good job, and I'm I'm excited to to get it going. I think, um, and we've had a lot of response from people who want to be guests on this podcast, which makes me so excited. I know uh, Kenny, uh, Jeffrey, Tanner, Andre have all reached out about uh, potentially being if I'm forgetting somebody. I apologize, but. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have some guests on here and there just to kind of talk about what their team is doing, what they think. Uh, you know, maybe some people have some expertise in certain areas over others. Get them talking about that stuff. But Yeah, and then just like their perspective, you know, their perspective, exactly. what they're thinking is going to be different. So uh, I appreciate the compliment, but um, I am excited to hear the next one for sure. I will do my best to listen to it outside before the game. I think I might miss a couple weeks now that I'm thinking about it. Because be gone that first weekend, the next weekend I'll either be gone or coming back. Oh, I'll have to play that by ear. I could yeah, we'll be gone for out. the second one. We got so, play, we got people who want to record, so we're we got good league mates for sure. We'll get it going, but so you know, stay tuned. It'll be coming out. Let's see, it'll be after the week of september it'll be during the week of september 8th which is when all the games start flowing so it'll be sometime on tuesday after week one that'll be our week one recap and week two preview podcast uh we're finished with the draft uh congrats siggy a little pat on the back yeah for we got you. It done oh i know i was so eager to get the draft going and i'm <laughs> i'm excited that it, it uh worked out i almost didn't draft at all so or early on at least so yeah it was it was cool to experience that and another get another draft in the books for us. I know we're we're working on some other other leagues we have. But this one is definitely like my most important one. So it's a it's it's a great time to be alive. Fantasy football is almost here. I have been waiting for this day since January. Uh, sorry, no, yeah, January. February is just for the Super Bowl. No fantasy. We finally made it. And you know what? This year, we're going to ride the hype all over again with the Startup League. 
XFL 2020. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going to have a ton of football, right? We're just oh, going to no. see who are – what? No, there is a there is a non-zero chance that there's going to be an XFL Fantasy League happening, just like we tried to do AAF. Hopefully they oh, pull it off better. We're not going to do it, but, but we will see, like, maybe some players that could be potentially be future NFL players, future fantasy assets. So if anything, to keep an eye on the XFL, the product might be only decent. But we're looking for the standouts for sure. Could be yeah. fantasy relevant. Highly unlikely, but could be. We're we're definitely going to draft an XFL league and probably never oh, yeah. check it. But probably. there is a 100% chance that we draft for it, just like we did for the AAF RIP. I know that's a sore spot for you, Siggy. I apologize. But, uh, it's all good. Um, hey, at least you didn't have to fly back home on your own money. And pay for your own medical bills like so many of these poor players did. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have What's to I didn't the my job. Name? Tom Dundon, Dundon, the Carolina Hurricanes owner. So, yeah, he's a All fucker right. for sure. This is, an, this is officially an anti-Tom Dundon podcast. <laughs> we're uh, taking that stance. Yeah. I know it's controversial, but that's the stance that we're taking on this podcast. Yeah. No doubt. I feel like uh, he, his name should never be said again. He's like our Voldemort. Yeah, he who should not be named. <laughs> yeah, right. I think, man, I think we covered it all. That I was... think we did. That was episode two of the Dynasty Fuck Boys post NDL draft podcast, sponsored by Sleeper and White Claw. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah.